You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 23 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 20. This episode is brought to you by... Forget your starters, play your kids, the new LAFC team slogan. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. Um, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon community of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, bringing that one back, uh, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. Uh, we'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Discord admin and keeper of the player poll, Christian Ward. How is everyone doing tonight? I'm good. It's so nice to be back. Yes, we're happy to have you. New background. Uh, have you moved houses? We moved, we moved but we're in a, like a rental house right now. Ah, in the rental. So for those of you listening, uh, check out the YouTube stream to see the different background for Ashley. Wow. Hey, Christian, how are you doing? You're muted. He's so good. <laughs> He's going to figure out his mute. Uh, you all may have been thrown out. This is probably the first episode that Blaine hasn't said hello first. It's because right before we Hi. started, hey, Christian's back. <laughs> uh, I, but- I muted because I brought up the dang uh, YouTube thing so I could see the chat. And uh, and so I didn't like do this like endless loop thing in my head that exactly. would have driven me crazy. So, so you got you to mute that. It's, it's the craziest thing. Uh, and Blaine, you're going to get to say hello last this time. Yeah. So I was just saying people people might be thrown off, but you had to get up and leave right before we started. So it's like, well, we'll see what's going to happen. But no. Yes. uh, Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I hope you had a a good round 19. It was definitely an interesting round uh, because some crazy ups and downs, which call ups. That's that's just what we expect. Classic hashtag because MLS. But before we get into all that, I'm going to make a, a quick announcement. At the top of the show, uh, as I've been saying, I was I'm getting prepped for the Patreon swag. We've got the the two different masks, and we've got the the stickers and some some secret swag that I'm sending out this year as well. Uh, and I've been saying that in September I was going to start sending that out. That is true. I have downloaded the the patron list, and I am starting this week to assemble the uh, the swag bags for the mail. So uh, if uh, if you are going to be getting something, you will stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll send out, I'll talk some more, send out some tweets about when swag actually goes out. So you'd be on the lookout for it. And if you don't get anything, you can message me. But yes, I am going on based in the beginning of September. I have downloaded the member list from Patreon and I'm going back to the beginning of the season, seeing who donated at some point. But those of you who like upped your, your donation and then went back down immediately and didn't actually donate, that's not going to count. But because I've seen some of that, it's like, oh, giving a dollar. Oh, giving five dollars. Oh, giving a dollar. I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? Uh, but but everyone who did donate at the tier uh, will be able to get some uh, some swag for that level. And again, if you have any questions, just feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or, or hit me up on email, whatever it is. But I'm doing my best uh, this month to get out as much as I possibly can. And for those of you in the higher tiers who are going to be getting the new logoed ball this year, that's going to be a little bit longer, but that order will be placed shortly to have that, uh, again, just drop shipped straight to you. So fun Fun times. Uh, so there's the swag update. Again, thank you so much. Humbled by the continued support that we have from, from the Patreon community. 
But guys, we're here to talk about round 19 and round 20. 20! We're so close. Eight rounds from the end of the season. It's it's crazy. It has it has flown by. Uh, let's let's do a quick recap of how how our teams did. There we go. Got that out. Blaine. Yeah, uh, this week was rough to say the least. Um, Seventy eight ups and downs. Um, didn't like my bench. Decided to go away from it. Made some good moves. Gave up Gold's five on the bench and went with Nathan for a ten. So I'll take that. Um, Captain Mukhtar, which hit really well. But then I got a couple of threes in there with Jack Price and Lucho Acosta. And then Zeusy got me a one and Abubakar got me a zero. <laughs> that was just, uh, and the, the Abubakar one was a, it was kind of a triple whammy. Thankfully it was a buy, but I have Abubakar in draft and I don't know if he's injured or whatnot, or if he's going to take a suspension. I have a Bobasi in draft who, that looked like it could have been a concussion. He missed most of last year with the concussion. So we're worried about the long-term there. And so, yeah, it's just all around bad for me there. But captain the right guy. Um, could have stuck with Yarbrough on the back end of the goal, of the keeper, but I kept Willis a six. Just Overall, I missed a few of my picks I thought were going to hit. Um, avoided some of the really bad ones, which I know some other people here have some of the other issues. But yeah, 78 uh, moved down a little bit in Fantasy Champions League, but I moved up in the overall rankings a little bit. So it's kind of one of those hit and miss. Like, I don't know how I can move down in Champions League and move up in the overall with a score like that, but somehow I did. It's, it is a, a fickle game that we play. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I, uh, I've had a rough week. I've had a rough two, couple, two weeks. It's been one of those things I think a lot of us have these in what phases where real life kind of takes over and you aren't don't get to focus as much on fantasy. Um, I had that a lot the last two weeks. And then um, I also had lineup save issues. The, the guys know this. I complain about them all the time. I have all season not been able to log into the app on my phone. So I do everything through a browser or my actual desktop. And so I had some changes not saved, which it's definitely a user error. I'm not blaming the system, but um I was went to start uh, Tati instead of Nani, didn't save. Um, I switched to Fontos last minute over Zussi, didn't save. Um, so I had a couple of points lost that I will just blame on the system, which it probably was actually my fault. Um, got stuck with that maxi, uh, which was frustrating because I went back and forth talking to my husband about whether or not to start him, and I did. Um, and that was obviously bad. I, I had Mukhtar and Nathan, but obviously I didn't captain Mukhtar. Um, I captained Polito, which at the time felt really bad. And I knew a lot of people captained Gald, so I was dreading that, but it ended up being the same. Um, I picked up Felipe Mora last minute, looking at one of the only lineups I was actually able to look at, uh, and he hit 10. Uh, so that was was good. But generally just kind of, you know, when you don't pay attention to it for a little while, <laughs> then try to jump back in. Um, I definitely had some issues, but this week I'm ready to do my research, pay attention, actually give it the effort I normally would um, now that things have kind of calmed down for me. So, yeah. yeah 72, no. I didn't even say that. Not even, not, not like the worst score, but um, definitely not anywhere near good. No, no. I mean, you moved. I mean, you got, you're, you're good. You're covered. Uh, as for myself, I mean, I hit, I hit 81, uh, lost two of my head to heads. One, the Patreon, or sorry, not the Patreon, the MLS 
FI hosts insider experts league. So uh, kind of surprised there is sort of an average week. I think if you got in, in those like eighties to low nineties, you probably hit around the average. A lot of it came out to me from my captain, um, all three of us, Ashley, Blaine, and I were going back and forth about captains near the end, and uh, Blaine was talking about Mukhtar. I ended up going with Gold, which for those of you who may be fans of Stargate SG-1, whenever I see Gold, I think Gold, and it, it really throws me off a lot. So, uh, yeah, sorry. If I ever, ever refer to him as that, then then that is why. However, uh, I captain I captain Gould, and uh, I, did, I did not go with with uh, Mukhtar and so definitely lost some points. So, but a lot of my guys, a lot of my guys did, did hit, uh, just had a few that, I mean, I, I had, I had Nathan, I ended up swapping Abu Bakar for Youngworth at the end. So I, that was a four point gain <laughs> overall. I went heavy with Sporting Kansas City on the back line when I saw what they were up against and that did not play out well for me. But fortunately I had Zussi and Malia on the bench. I ended up adding uh, Darusi in there. So I got his nine, but I had, I had Rusnak, had Gold, had Mukhtar, had DK that I added in, had Polito, so I, and Nathan. So I had a good foundation there and just a few of the extra ones. The Acosta flyer didn't work, but I, I'm going to... I, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't even check. I did the, the fantasy rankings article this week. So sorry, Christian. I know he said all of my, my differential picks have now become chalk. My bad. Um, but if you have any complaints about that, that was not Skyler. He was, he was out on international call up last weekend. So I did that. I'm going to defend very quickly. My, my gold captain pick. He, he had those previous three games, not going 90 going very well. I guess technically he didn't go 90 this time, but Look! Look at the stats that he generated against Austin. It was it was two one in Vancouver's favor. He had two key passes. He had three crosses, and he had six shots. He had the most shots of of the team. So it it just didn't fall for him. He was definitely doing what he needed to do to get a high fantasy score. He still came away with five with the midfielder, so didn't get the clean sheet bonus there. So there there are some underlying stats that are there that I think are solid. And I think justify one in Gold as a captain. And that Austin game I th- was an easier game. I, th- I don't think if they had been going against another team except for Austin or one of the lower tier teams, I, I wouldn't have really risked. I probably would have gone with Bukhtar. Just should have yeah. anyway, Blade. But I-, I still think it was a solid choice for a captain looking at their opponent. And if you see the underlying stats, I think I think that foundation is there for to help if you're feeling bad about it to help justify. Yeah, this this wasn't a crazy, crazy thing. It's not like you went with Breck Shea. Breck Shea. Yeah, Reed, I want to say like hindsight's twenty twenty on this. Oh yeah, for sure. We can all look, we can all look back and go, oh, Mukhtar was an obvious pick, and I, I made my decision because I was back and forth. I was waffling on this one a lot, and I was telling you galled, galled, galled the whole time, too. And I saw the lineup; it was Tinnerholm, and then everybody else was gone for New York. And I was just like, you know what? You got to try it at home. You just got to go with that good home game. It's early. Mukhtar is there. We're going to get into our takeaways. And my first takeaway was Mukhtar's second in fantasy points right now. Don't you, that's not, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. Christian's got to go. That's what made that. Gold was right there with him. Like I had Gold as my number one pick up until I saw the New York city lineup. I was kind of leaning. I knew who was supposed to be out. I wanted to see the lineup. I think the, the graphic I saw had Medina starting as a center back mm-hmm. and that sold me. Like I saw Medina at center back. I'm like, okay, done. Mukhtar's in, but hindsight, the other one you, we kind of overlooked was Rusnak. I mean, that's yeah. the other name, the way FC Dallas has been playing, the way their defense has been giving up goals, 
the way RSL has been hitting at home. I think we all kind of missed the boat on that one. But if you took Gall, don't feel bad. That was He was my number one up until I saw Medina as a center back. And I was about 50-50, kind of leaning Gall until I saw the Mukhtar lineup. Plus, I have Mukhtar in draft, and I, I tend to lean towards my draft guys just because I want that double-up bonus. Yeah, they were, they were my one and two. Galdon moved over by one and two, so he's definitely right yeah. there. But Christian, how did you do? Um, I did not miss Rustak. <laughs> I got him too. And frankly, uh, I didn't look uh, anybody else other than Mukhtar as a captain. He was the first one in my team, and I put the captain's armband on that guy immediately throughout all the drafts the last week. So, yeah, it was obvious to me that that was my captain. Um, anyway, I ended up on 91 points and, you know, it's a decent score. Uh, week rank 149. It gained me about 20 ranks overall. So I'm happy. Uh, my back line, I uh, took Joe, uh, Joe Willis, uh, hoping that he'd get bonus points, and he sure did because when they blew that clean sheet, um, I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. And he ended up getting six, which I was happy with. I also took uh, Wagner um, because he, uh, with Montero out, you always take Wagner. I don't care if he's home or away because the guy's on all your set pieces for Philadelphia. Um, he was on my bench. He got a seven without a sheet, I think. Uh, uh, I also took Antonio Carlos. Uh, that was sort of an unlucky pick, and I'm just going to move on from that uh, and go on to Nathan, who got a, a nice, at the time, what we thought was 11 points without a clean sheet, was busted in, I think, stoppage time or close to stoppage time. We're all going, oh, woo, he's got 17, 19, 20 points. And then all of a sudden, reality set in. Uh, and then I, I like almost threw my computer across the room. And I remember looking back and like literally 30 seconds after they blew the sheet, he was back up to 10 or like eight yeah. or nine points immediately because he had earned the bonus points. Yep. It was just like, wow, I'm, this guy's a lock for me, you know, period. Doesn't matter. He's fixture proof. Um, uh, so like I have Mukhtar and I've got Rusnak bookending some really bad picks. Uh, some of us actually started Nani on purpose, so don't feel bad, Ashley. <laughs> it, was, it was on accident. I didn't think you'd go the whole game, which you didn't. Uh, and, uh, I may or may not have taken Lucho. I, okay. I, I may, I did. I did yeah. take Lucho as well. Uh, first, uh, first time, first time I've taken an FC Cincinnati player as anything other than a a switcheroo by player. Yeah, yeah. Um, also had Gold. I was disappointed, but he looked, he still looked decent. I just, you know, like whatever, uh, it happens. And uh, they do got six shots. Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. He still looked decent, but the points weren't there. That's, That's true. That's true. Um. I took a flyer on Sapong because the guy's in form and I thought he would do well. Um, did not do as well as I thought he would do with a five. And then Driussi, obviously, he, you know, he's a lock for me too. 
Um, he's pretty fixture-proof homer away, I think. Um, he got his nine. And then um, Arango, I'm a big fan of this kid. Holy cow. That guy works harder than I've ever seen anybody work in a long time in this league. And seriously, uh, I'm really impressed with LAFC's kids. It's just I said it that night. I said it last week. Um, and I, I'm, I can't say enough about this guy. Just, I think he just is very, very effective striker. He's, his positioning is great. His work rate is great. Like he's got a nose for goal. He can beat yeah. you. He can dribble around you. Except like last week, he decided not to dribble around Malia for some reason. I don't know why, but you know, whatever, you know, uh, he got a seven. But anyway, that's my team. Um, I was pretty happy with it. All right. Uh, looking at chat, uh, see a lot of people scoring in the same general area that we're all talking about. And so the, that low 80s to low 90s, a couple of higher scores. So, yeah, that's that's where a lot of people fell this week. So don't feel bad if that's where you were at. And, you know, even if I had gotten those 14 extra points from Mukhtar, that would have given me 95. I still would have lost one of my head to heads because the Squirtle squad is a beast. With 98 points in in the not the discord this was in the patreon league so beast beast right there uh let's talk about takeaways real quick before we get into the housekeeping uh let's see blaine since you've already started us off ahead of time mukhtar is your takeaway yes what's your next one yeah well it's just mukhtar's second in points overall like that's huge when you're when you're picking a captain go with the guy who's getting those regularly um, it says a lot that he'll still number one and he's got three less games played than Mukhtar and he's hands down away. And then another name that is going to come up, it's not really a takeaway from this week, but I like looking at the stats. It's Moreno for Atlanta has creeped up there into third in fantasy points as well. Just as you're picking captains, when you start looking, go to that list, you can sort by total fantasy points, see who's scoring the most points regularly in these toss-up weeks. I know Gold's new and everything, but it never hurts to go back to these guys. And I know we talk about Zellerion occasionally, and he's not getting it done. Columbus doesn't look good, but Zellerion's in the top five on points scored as well. So when you need a captain, you can look for some of these guys that are just there. And as tiebreakers go, that can be huge when you're just trying to toss up between two or three guys, don't know who to pick, your obvious choices are out. Uh, so that's one of those big takeaways. Um, man, sporting is just slumping right now. It's I got to poke fun at Seattle when they were slumping a little bit, but we're going through it now. No Kinda, no Shallowy with the internationals. Busio's gone. The attacking presence just isn't quite there. Things aren't clicking. And then a couple of untimely red cards really hurting the team as well. Um, defense without... Issy back there has been rough. Ilya's done okay, but this team's just – it's looking a little bit like they're getting ready to go into free fall like they've done late in the season the last couple of years. I'm just hoping they can hang on and right the ship when they get a couple of their players back. But it's it's getting to the point where you almost can't take them in fantasy right now. Fontas is about the only one because he's a constant six or seven on defense without a clean sheet, which is huge. But outside of that, they're – yeah, it's it's getting rough. Um, Carlos Heel played. That's always huge news. He's coming back. He looked okay. I mean, he looked healthy enough. I don't know if he's going to be 90 minutes fit, but uh, getting him in first game back, I could see him starting this next week. So that's just a huge takeaway to have that he played. 
And then I love that the options at forward and midfield are wide open right now. We've got so many guys hitting, so many guys we didn't expect to be hitting that are starting to hit. And we've got guys missing when we think they're going to hit. So we've got, we got all sorts of options, and I ha- we're not seeing too many guys that are just, oh, you have to take this guy every week. Um, heel coming back, he may or may not be 100% right away. Mukhtar's been a guy who we love his points, but he hasn't hit every week and he doesn't start every game. So we've got, we've got all this. So I'm loving that there's options. So watch those lineups. That's a huge takeaway on that. Just keep track of who's starting and who's not starting and see if you can find some of these value guys or guys that are, that tend to hit when they start, but don't start all the time because there's quite a few of them out there like that right now. Christian. Takeaway number one, never take Luke, Joe at home didn't work out didn't work out uh and it never does and I keep forgetting that uh takeaway number two always take Mutar at home always uh the guy is one of the most polarized players in the league for home and away he always hits at home he never hits away so if you're thinking about Mukhtar this week I would rethink that um it's quality player but his fantasy scores are terrible on the road. Um, uh, takeaway number three, and this is kind of obvious. Nathan, need I say more? Uh, number four, there's some uh, decent strikers emerging. Like I'm going to talk about some of these a little later, but some of the younger strikers are, are really, and newer strikers are really outshining some of the vets. Um, like I did my team this week and I was very shocked at, at uh, no, nah, I really would like to take this kid over this other guy that I've taken all these other times. Um, so that's uh, that's a takeaway I've got. I don't really have much more to expound upon that. So go ahead, Reed. Yeah, for me, uh, I was just really shocked. My first takeaway, my first takeaway was really shocked at how several of these young players produce, and especially with LAFC, how like this this team that got trotted out that all of us were like, "Hey, good, let's bet against LAFC," just dominated and just smashed it, and they, they looked better than when they had their their old guard, their starters there in town. So uh, definitely a lot of weirdness going on in LAFC that's worth keeping an eye on. You could really find some, some good differentials at LAFC right now uh, is, is what, what I'm taking from that. And several, several other places we hear um, have, have some good differentials at Dallas with, uh, with forwards and with midfielders there as well. So, so there are some people who are producing at these teams that maybe we're overlooking. And another one I'm going to mention, I know Skylar mentioned it a few weeks ago and we've talked about him some, but uh, Drew C. 2.5% ownership in the game. Now, yes, that is the entire game. That is not looking at maybe the top 100 or the people who are in the Champions League, that kind of thing. I'd love it if we could break down some of the stats like that, maybe in the future, maybe one of our, our Discord partners can help us with that. But league-wide, 2.5% of ownership for this guy. If, if you are listening to the show or watching the show and you have not looked at this guy you need to be looking at this guy for, for just protection. I mean, this was an away game against Vancouver. I'm uh, not always a big fan of, of away players, but I thought it was worth the flyer and nine points coming off my bench. So fantastic form, good stuff. So there's, there's lots of guys to look around. This is, this is building off of uh, a lot of what, what Blaine and, 
and uh, Christian were saying with these emerging people that like there's some specific teams right there you can you can look at to find some of these guys that have good prices. Uh, which budget's probably not a huge issue for you right now, but still some good prices that can easily work into a budget if that is still a concern. If you're joining us later in the season, which if you are, welcome. Uh, anything you want to add, Ashley? You know, I wrote not applicable on my section this week because I, I looked at everything, but we had such a tough time actually paying attention to anything except for other than sports. So I am just a waste of information, but you guys covered everything I probably would have said even if I was paying attention. So sorry. <laughs> and this is week. and this is a weird round. I mean, so many people were missing with injuries and call-ups yes. and, and, and cards that a lot of what you can take from this week is more like long-term fantasy information. You can see some of the guys who's adept, who's coming up, who has some farming. Mean, these are these are some people you can have an eye on. Like if you have a little chart or a list or a sticky note or something on the side of like, hey, here's a guy that if if this guy's not available, I'm going to look at this guy as, as a differential. Like this is this was good information for that. But this this is a classic because MLS round with will, all sorts of crazy. I will say on on top of something that you guys have all said that I feel like we talk about not every week, but enough. It's just the, the concept of tinkering. And there's a difference between seeing a lineup. Like, like I will say, those people who saw that LAFC lineup and thought, well, I'm putting SKC defense on my bench or whatever. I think that is a rational that is a rational thing to do. But in this current climate of MLS, the kids are not, look at the Seattle kid game at Austin too. Like the kids, the subs are not having the same results as we are used to in previous seasons. So there's a difference for me between a rotated squad and playing the kids. And across the board this season, when teams have played the kids, it doesn't seem to turn out that bad. And so I think that there are times you look at, like when Blaine was talking to us, going back and forth about Mukhtar, he looked at the lineup and he said, I'm going with this captain. And we were like, yes, based on that lineup, that's who you should do. That's looking at a lineup and making a good decision. But I think when you look at some of these lineups and you see a lot of the kids and stuff, I don't know that it is a good tinker um, throughout the rest of this season to make big changes based on, on some sort of rotation like that. Just. No, that's fair. That's fair. Cause a lot of these teams like LAFC, they weren't really rolling out like kids. They were rolling out. So like their B team. And to be fair, I moved from like a Fontos to a Zussi looking at a more attack minded player. when I made that move, yeah. I will, I will say though, when it's like Seattle, there are some differences sometimes because like LAFC will roll out like their B team. Seattle's like, Hey, we hear this kid named Easton's really good. Let's have him call up for this week. So like, that's what Seattle does. They're like, Hey, this guy is juggling sure. a ball on the side of the street before we came in. So too. come on, buddy. It's- it is a fun, my point is it's a fine line between seeing a rock star and making a logical change no, true. and then tinkering. And I think every person knows that line or should hopefully. And I think it's important to remember it, even when you get chomping at the bit, like we did at this LAFC lineup and stuff. And I had to take the opportunity to focus a little fun. So, because like yeah. you guys are known for that, like bringing up, this is the guy from Seattle 23, who's coming up to play that he's, he's seven years that? old and, and can oh. juggle the ball. Seven so years and 26 days old, yes. That's, that's right. right. There we go. Uh, personally, I, I saw that lineup and it did not it didn't speak convince to you. me. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I was at uh, the Minnesota uh, SKC game here at Allianz and uh, I was not impressed with sporting. Sorry. Where you're at. I, I, okay. I mean, I'm, 
Let me be fair. I was not impressed with Minnesota United either. <laughs> I'm just saying I was not impressed with sporting realist. For, realist for being the second or first in the West, looking at the supporters shield. That's, I'm that's like, our new slogan. MLS fancy insider. We are not impressed. <laughs> yeah. not impressed. You can I like that. it. Go ahead. Can we put that on, is it too late to put that on gear read? Is that is next that year? Long? Next okay. year. We'll, we'll do that. Okay. If you like that in your patron, let me know. We'll see about getting MLS <laughs> fantasy insider. We are not impressed. That's, not impressed. that's, that's next year. Uh, all right, let's move on to our housekeeping section. All right, housekeeping. Let's talk about uh, what's going on this round, round 20. So first, the the league reviews, MLS Fantasy Boss and the Reddit Classic Leagues. Uh, Nawajawa still just leading right there. Congrats. Uh, Discord, Brian Coral FC is, is at top right there. And then Patreon, uh, our, good, our good friend, longtime supporter, Ted Firestone. Fantastic. Name I absolutely love this. We we should bring back some of the the best team names. Um, but I love this name, uh, Launchpad McQuake. That's that was a good one. Love that name, uh, McQuake. It's McQuake. He's a, it's, a, it's San Jose Earthquakes. Yes, Launch Launchpad McQuake. So it's fantastic. Yes, I, I like a good uh, uh, Disney's Ducktales reference there. Woo. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Patreon open league right there. Uh, Ted Firestone, fantastic. Uh, moving down to the Discord head-to-head league, uh, we have Sarkar with a, a score of 17-0-2, winning by points. I think Sarkar may have also won the Extra Time Radio League this past round, maybe two rounds ago. So shout out for that if that's true. If not, you're at least winning the Discord league. Uh, the Patreon head-to-head, uh, this is our, our good supporter and uh, a guest this year, Ryan Walker, who also has another good team name. Uh, check Joseph uh, with Joseph in there. Atlanta, like it, like that very much. Uh, he is winning currently with Patreon. Uh, 15-0-2 also on points. I believe those, the Discord and the Patreon link have two people tied that are with their scores. And then in the host invitational, uh, even though he was on a vacation internationally called up, Skyler is still winning with a score of 14, Oh, and five. It's five losses. Like, I, I don't know. I want to reach out to Skyler and see if of his head to heads, if I know maybe his, maybe his other, his private league might have some more competition, but I don't know. That's, that's a lot of losses for head to head for a player of the caliber of Skyler. And I think that just speaks to like the tough competition that, that the experts league does have, but yeah, 14, Oh, and five is enough for Skyler. Uh, top three in that one is uh, Matt Pollard's number two, right behind him. And then our good friend Mito. So uh, there's a top three right there in the hosts invitational league, uh, but let's talk round 20. All of the fun starts Friday, September 10th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, with Atlanta versus Orlando. I like this game. I think there's some good options here. Uh, there's actually two games on that on that day. Uh, Atlanta-Orlando kicks us off at 7, and then Vancouver versus Portland uh, kicks off at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, four teams to pick from, uh, four options there uh, to be. So make sure you have your lineup set by 7 p.m. if you want to get any of those Atlanta and Orlando players. As for teams on a double game, zero. Zero teams are playing a double game week. However, we have one team on a bye, and that is Philadelphia, which, of course, makes them the ideal go-tos for your switcheroo targets. Uh, Other than that, you're also going to still want to be wary of the suspensions and the injuries and the call-ups, especially 
That is why I have invited Christian onto the show tonight. One of the reasons why he's been invited onto the show tonight. Uh, Blaine does a good job at keeping us all abreast of, of these situations here, but Christian did just just the heavy lifting and went through and compiled a lot of information for the injuries and suspensions and call-ups for this week. And, and so he is going to get to share that labor of love with you all right now, Christian. Yeah, plus I bring a little bit more style to uh, the delivery. That's correct. Yeah. But less beard. Mm-hmm. Less, less beard. Way less beard. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got our, um, I'm just going to go off the bullet list here. Uh, the, the players returning from injury, we all know about Heal. Um, speculating that Heal goes about 70 plus and starts against NYCFC. Why that's important is your decision making factors in that particular play are this Is 70 minutes going to be enough? Normally, you wouldn't say not enough. To, you, normally, you'd say not enough to cap. But if you want to cap heel, it might be the week to do it if he's going to only play 70 because NYCFC are probably still going to be missing their two starting center backs. And uh, we all saw what happened to them last week. Um, However, uh, Gustavo Bo took a knock and could be out. Could be on the bench, could not be starting. Who knows? There's really no information about that other than, yeah, we think he's hurt. Um, But returning to good news, uh, Franco Fragapane is supposed to be back. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that Heath is just going to straight up start him on the left wing. Uh, I don't know if that will convince you. Or shift your thinking at all about that game, but it sure convinces me that their opponent, Seattle, will not get a clean sheet. Um, and I'll, I see an awful lot of people looking at Seattle for clean sheets, and that's why I bring it up. Uh, Fragapano, if he's healthy and he actually plays at the top of his game, um, is probably going to make make uh, something happen. However, Emmanuel Reynoso is not there. He's, he's not confirmed out. He may show up on the bench, but I doubt he plays. Uh, he's got a thigh injury. Also, um, rumor has it, Adrian Hunu is also carrying a knock. So who knows what Heath is going to put together or cobble together for the Seattle match. The only saving grace is that Seattle's probably going to have to cobble something together too. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, well, I, okay. Let me just backtrack on that a second. Chances are Seattle's going to still be missing the people or they aren't going to be starting the people who they were, uh, who they sent out on international duty. Um, guys like the Roldans will not start because they aren't back yet. Um, guys, uh, guys that flew overseas left North America, will say, just don't expect them to start or even feature at all. Um, guys who played in the continental United States or, and, or in Canada, um, probably will be back in time to start if they, their managers choose to start them. 
if I mean, it's perfectly reasonable for them to start on the bench too, uh, given their last game is Wednesday, uh, the U.S. and I think Canada's is Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember, but the last the last fixture for uh, national uh, game or international games, World Cup qualifying is on Thursday, and um, first matches for MS, MLS start Friday and then the whole day Saturday. So I doubt those guys are going to make it back in time to play. Um, all right. So some more, uh, some more returning players, Stefan Fry may be back. Uh, I think that everybody wants to see him back. Um, Isimat Mirin is supposed to be back. He's in, expected to start, which is great news for SKC. Um, yellow card, uh, accumulation suspensions are as follows. I'm not entirely sure. I'm 99% sure. Jesus Medina got suspended for yellow card accumulation. Um, if so, they are majorly screwed in this game coming up. Uh, uh, because, uh, Maxi got a red card as you probably already know. So they're going to be missing their two creative midfielders. Um, Jack Price is also out on yellow card accumulation, Rudy Camacho and Kyle Duncan. So if you're thinking about picking up Gutman or Tolkien, thinking, gosh, they're a great chance for a clean sheet or blah, blah, blah. Just know that they are still missing some assets um, for Red Bulls. Um, Camacho is also a very influential player for Montreal. So even though he's a, a walking red card, um, he probably... <laughs> probably want him in your side before you uh, like make that choice to pull the trigger on somebody like Struna or Kiza or whoever plays. Um, so back to red cards, Okello got suspended. Um, I don't know if this is a multi-game deal for Toronto. I don't, I don't think he's a regular starter, so I don't think it really matters, uh, but he's out for this game on the 11th. Um, Espinoza, Roger Espinoza. Wait, I should have saved that one for last so that Blaine can blow up. Um, and he I, left. Yep, he left. Uh, Maxi is suspended. Um, Dax McCarty got a red card. And so did Trostison. Tristison, I guess they call it. Tristison. Um, there, there were four red cards this week. That's a lot of red cards. That's a lot. It doesn't of look like any of them are going to get overturned either. I think it's worse. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, but, you know, Espinoza apparently decided to push a security guard, throw something into the crowd and swear at people on his way off the pitch. So he's probably going to get a multi-game suspension. Christian, you uh, do know his nickname, right? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Rod, uh, Roger the Red? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. He's like, he's like a, a Diego Chara enforcer type of player. And I really like those kind of players. I really do. I think they're there's a place for them, but that, as we have all covered on the chat, uh, is very debatable whether that was actually a red card. I think it was. Other people don't. I also see the, I also see uh, this side for a yellow. Um, it's a judgment call. It's why we have referees. Vermes said today he's not going to appeal it, so it's going to stand. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let me get to the new like injuries, and then I'll shut the heck up. Um, like I said, Reynoso's out. Huna's probably out. Bo is probably out. Molino 
is out for the season. We're never going to see him again, probably. You guys yeah. made a glass. He's gone. <laughs> uh, I bet they buy out his contract. I swear to God that whatever. Anyway, uh, C is probably out in concussion protocol along with uh, Lalas Abubakar. I love that name, Lalas Abubakar. Mm-hmm. That's a name. Uh, nobody's been transferred out of the league, as far as I know. A bunch of people on loans, but nobody, nobody and, like transferred. So. Right. The last week. Sorry, I was reading chat. <laughs> Sorry, I I like tend to drone on. Just tell me to shut oh. up. No, you're good. You good? No, I was reading chat. Uh, Patrick Smith was mentioning how he he beat Skyler this weekend to head to head. So I had to give him a, a congrats. And, and Cameron oh, was I talking see. about yeah. how uh, he uh, he's like moving up in the world, but still just halfway 15 to 32 in in the host invitational because head to head is a beast. And if you're not playing it, you should be. Sorry. Um, no, that's that's fantastic work. And yes, I agree. I love uh, saying Abubakar's name. He's he's fantastic. Though I'm so glad I swapped him out this week. Let's let's plug the mega reference because yeah yeah. I was just gonna say. I, I honestly think I honestly think okay. So the mega reference. If you don't, if you're not on Discord, first of all, get the heck on Discord. Like, yeah. You know, like what's wrong with you? Second of all, uh, when you hit the main channel, MLS channel, uh, there's a if you're on desktop, there's a little pin up on top in the upper right, hit that. You'll see some pinned posts that are up there. That's all of the goodies that we have to offer. Not all of them, but most of them that, uh, that actually help you, help you, <laughs> period. They help you. Yeah, um, like story. the mega reference. The mega reference has, you know, important stuff like who takes set pieces. Uh, and that's been updated as of yesterday, or actually today, Tyler updated that uh, today. Uh, yesterday, I updated the entire... Uh, mega reference for injuries, international call-ups, suspensions, everything, you name it. Uh, but there still may be, here's the disclaimer, there still may be a couple of mistakes. We're okay. just a bunch of fans trying to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a labor of love. It's yeah. still better than anything MLS offers. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Snap, trust fire. Uh, put this one down as a, as a, next year project let's make a new channel for some like how-to videos to help people uh find out these little tips and things that we can do uh, because that's it we could easily link these things out we could put out the mega reference we could put out the the weekly discord poll because we we do a lot of these things uh that in like google and and, and stuff like that where people can get to them easily in the discord and we could share those out but we want you to be part of the community there are mm-hmm. over 800 people who are a member of the mls fancy boss discord all of them sharing tips, all of them sharing insights, all of them contributing. Even if you're a lurker, you're still contributing because I, I say so. You are contributing because I say so because mm-hmm. you're there. You're part of our community. And, and that's the advantage. So head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. That's the easiest way to uh, find out how you can join. It's free. And it just takes a few minutes to create an account and download the client. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and there is more. If you want to talk about other things than MLS Fantasy, you definitely can. There, there's other other Euro chat and, and different other types of off-topic chats you can go to as well. But uh, it's a fantastic home for this community and definitely recommend going over there right now. Really, well, not right now. Keep listening to the podcast. It's a really good uh, like um, crisis support group too. <laughs> that's right. It's the new home of the rant thread. Uh, all right. Well, that's, that's a fantastic wrap up. Yes. Head over there to get all the latest information. Uh, but now let's start actually talking about the players who were targeting for round three. 
All right, round three player targets. Let's start out. Uh, what are some of the games you all are most looking forward to as far as fantasy potential? Ashley. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I say this one with an asterisk because of some of the things that Christian just talked about with lineups. Um, but I'm really looking forward to NYCFC New England. Uh, the last time they played was the first played was the first, I don't want to say big loss, but significant loss we saw for New England no heel and all of that. Um, so I'm excited to see what this looks like on a regular sized pitch, even though it has turf, um, as opposed to being up in New York, really excited for Atlanta, Orlando, that game never disappoints. Um, it, it is hard. I think <laughs> to always tell who has the advantage, whether even when it's home and away, um, but Atlanta has been in good form. Orlando starting to get some pieces back. Um, that is always a good producing game of fantasy points if you can figure out who's going to be doing it. Um, and then for obviously selfish reasons, I'm looking forward to Seattle, Minnesota. I feel like Minnesota just really wants that W um, both times that we played this year. Um, both teams are going to be missing pieces, which sometimes can help, um, honestly, in fantasy. Yeah. So we'll talk about this later. I'm not super stacked on Seattle as a clean sheet like lock um but i'm excited for that game just to see what those lineups look like um and to see minnesota back at century link field lumen field whatever it is now lane yeah cam's in chat asking the big questions and these are two games that i i've kind of highlighted for me i didn't i wasn't going to talk about them for fantasy points but they're the big games i'm kind of watching to pick out the rest of the season and he asked are miami and cincy going to beat up on columbus and toronto and that's a that's a very valid question. These are two um, these are two kind of benchmark games I'm looking at. Miami has been playing better. Uh, well, they have a home streak going right now. Yeah, Miami. yeah. Miami, like Miami's been Im- impressing a little bit. I don't trust any of their guys because they're sharing the points. One week it's Higuain, one week it's uh, Pizarro, the next mm-hmm. week it's a, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's all over the place. So it's really hard. But as a measuring stick, if they can take the home game against Columbus, no matter who Columbus throws out there, mm-hmm. keep Columbus to a single goal and win the game, like, okay, I will start looking at Miami a little bit more going forward. Sure. I'm not to that point yet. Same way with Cincinnati. I mean, they're at home, but if they can do something against what I consider to be a weaker Toronto team right now, like, yeah, I just – I think you'd be crazy to, after what we've talked about with Lucho at home, to really go with anybody from Cincinnati. But I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I, those are measuring stick games for me. Uh, the two that aren't being talked about by others that I really like is I like the Red Bull DC game. Yeah. That's always a fun, exciting game. I didn't yeah. see anybody else have it on their list. So it's, it's one of those, there's usually goals here. Both of these teams have the players that can score. I like some different names on both sides of the ball here. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. And I'm, I kind of expect fireworks. And the other one that's really, really interesting to me is Houston versus Austin. Okay. Austin's been climbing the list with some players. Three for one. That's just been boring, like crazy. He can bring up some guys around him. Fagundes is another guy that when he starts plays really well. Um, Houston's not a team we've been betting on very much. We tend to bet against them at times, but they've got some speedy guys that can expose a slower defense. And Beasler's one of those guys that's a little bit slower that could get exposed by the speed of Tyler Pasher coming down his side. So there's, there's 
a lot of potential here that I could see this being a four or five goal game, given the way these two teams like to play and how they're built. So I'm wondering if I need to get a little bit more coverage here. Not sure, but Pasher. Did he play? He's been playing. He was hurt last for this past. He's also been called up with Canada some too. Oh, so that's what, what that looks yeah, like. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay, so like I said, there are mistakes on this sheet. I don't have Pasher down. But he's like he's 20, 21, 22, young. He can come back from the Canada game where he's not playing as much and just fit right in and go. If he's healthy, I, I expect him to play even with being with even being with Canada. So, yeah. and it, Brian's in chat saying Houston is working on a historic losing streak, which I love to see. But Houston still can do some damage, and even though they're losing games, certain guys can really put up some fantasy numbers because they score goals. They just don't score enough goals. Christian, what about you? Um, uh, I'm looking forward to Vancouver Portland just because they're both. Uh, pretty interesting systems and pretty interesting offenses and uh, attacks rather. And um, I kind of feel like that that's probably going to be a heck of a great game for points for fantasy points. Um, Same with LAFC RSL. I I mean, for Vancouver, Portland, it's going to be a good game for points on both sides of the ball for LAFC and RSL. It's going to be a great game for one of one side of the ball. Uh, for points. Um, I put uh, FC Dallas and uh, San Jose down as a, as one that I'm interested in. Um, Someone in chat reminded me today that, um, that this is going to be a a trap game, that this is going to be a San Jose win because for some reason, San Jose is Dallas's bogey team. (laughs) And bogey teams are a real thing. If you don't believe me, just watch MLS for a while and you'll understand. Mm-hmm. Like FC Dallas hasn't won against San Jose since like 2012. So it's a ridiculous stat. Um, and I will say the same thing goes for both of your Atlanta Orlando picks or, you know, your Atlanta, Atlanta Orlando um, games. Orlando is likely going to win that because Orlando is Atlanta's bogey team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are what I call trap games. A lot of people call them trap games, uh, but I like to call them trap games. I thought maybe you guys would want to hear a couple of trap games, this, this podcast, some useful information. Uh, like I would pick Atlanta all day long if I didn't know that Orlando always beats them. <laughs> Seriously. And I, same with Dallas, with their with their attack right now, I would pick them all day long. I'm probably going to fade them because San Jose is their bogey team. So those are my um, my games for points and my games for not points, I guess. It's a strategy. Well, let's talk about the players that you like for points, and let's kick it off with keepers, defenders, and clean sheets. Blaine. Yeah, clean sheets. I think we're kind of all going to sound the same here. Um, I think it's Seattle and really, I don't have anybody else. I don't trust any of these enough. I don't Colorado's one that's been on my high on my list, but Abubakar could be out. LA has been firing on all cylinders, even with missing guys. I just, 
I don't see where the clean sheets are coming from. I see too many teams that are finding ways to score regularly. If I had to pick a second best clean sheet chance, maybe it's RSL on the road. Maybe I just, I don't like them. Uh, so go back to your bonus points again. Um, I'm assuming Abubakar is out. So I do like Rosenberry for this one. I think take whichever Seattle defender you like. Um, if Smith's starting, he gets offensive. Alex Roldan should be back, but who knows if he'll be starting. Um, Ariaga gets on the goals, on the scores every once in a while, gets bonus points. Yamar can do it too. It's just, it's whoever has the better week, you're kind of hit or miss. Just pick the guy you like best. Um, Fontas for Kansas City, they're going to be playing Chicago. I think Chicago can exploit that a little bit, but the bonus points will still be there. Uh, Nathan's been a monster and Gutman's the other guy I've got on my list. I like him for Red Bulls. He served me well all season long. Every time I've taken him, I've gotten a good score with him. Uh, he seems to get the attacking bonus points as well as a few defensive bonus points and dropping sixes and sevens, even without a clean sheet. So can't really go wrong with him. I've just, I've had, he's got a good track record all season for him. He got one of the highest averages for a defender in the game. I know clean sheets inflate that. It's not all bonus points, but still, I like him on this one. Um, goalkeeper, going with whoever Seattle starts it. I'm hoping it's Fry, but it could be somebody else. Like, you just, you never know. Watch that one if you're going with that. And then rolling into somebody else on day two, I'm kind of torn between three guys. Uh, Amelia was the first one I put in there, but I think that's a little too homer. Uh, Stuver caught my eye with the way Houston has been playing, but Yarborough's just been picking up bonus points or giving up shots. I don't, it, it's one of those three and it's just kind of, kind of depend on what I see in the lineups on those first few games of the second day. Who was your last defender blame? We had a question from chat. Oh, Gutman. Gutman for, from New York. Uh, Red Bulls. Yeah. We will talk about him again. Ashley, who do you like? Um, I want to shout out Patrick because I'm going to rob him here. Cause as soon as Blaine said, I don't know who, who to pick for clean sheets. I looked to see if he put his stats out already. Um, he has LAFC at 42% of an implied clean sheet. I, I, that might be, I might be giving away a sleeper perhaps, um, but I think that's really interesting. And then to follow down, it goes Miami, SKC, Seattle. Um, Colorado is at only, well, only a 31% chance of a clean sheet. When I looked at these games, I liked Colorado. Um as a Sounders fan, I don't love a Seattle clean sheet quite as much because I know the type of rotation that we're probably going to put out. Um, we've been putting in Sissoko as a center back. Um, when people have gotten hurt, he just had a massive, massive head injury playing with the, the lower team, the Tacoma Defiance. Um, so assuming new who is, is fit enough to start, which is still a kind of an assumption at this point, um, there's not a full three back for Seattle to start. Um, that makes me nervous. There is a possibility that Stephen Fry is going to start. And while I think he's a better goalkeeper, that's a transition. That makes me nervous. Um, I think it's going to come down to for Seattle, like Christian kind of said, what Minnesota puts out on the field, who they start. Um, I think that's where you make your decision about whether Seattle's a lock for a clean sheet is not necessarily what, what they're putting out. I, I think Alex Roldan might play that he's, you know, he's going to Canada on Wednesday. Um, but you know, there's not a ton of depth there. Ariaga is probably not going to slot in um, because he will have been out of the country playing a game on Thursday. 
Um, so for me, Seattle is pretty lineup dependent. I think if the lineups are favorable, Seattle and everyone who Christian says is probably hurt is hurt. Then I could see that being a really good clean sheet opportunity, but I'm hesitant to say it as like a lock for me. Um, I actually considered going hassle out the gate. Um, I just like him as a bonus point keeper. He doesn't get to play a lot, but when he has played last season and this season, he, he does seem to do okay. Um, it looks like some guys for Vancouver are going to be out. So that might change where, where I go and I might end up trying my hand at Seattle and then switching, um, to, to Yarbrough, uh, like Blaine, I kind of have a couple second keepers in mind going back and forth between Yarbrough and Amelia. Um, I like Keegan Rosenberry this week. I understand that Abubakar's out, but he missed like the first eight or nine games of the season anyways, and they were doing pretty well. Um, I think he makes them better but I'm not super concerned him being hurt. It wouldn't necessarily deter me from that lineup. Um, I like Bontus Rizusi this week. I, I can't remember if, if Reed said it or Christian said it, but I think I like Graham better as an offense, Zussi better as an offensive potential. Um, but Fontas seems to do so well when they're playing in that three back and under some pressure. Um, so I'm considering him. I'm considering Yammer of all the Seattle defenders you could grab Jimmy Madrona has clean sheet potential and tends or not clean sheet offensive potential and tends to get subbed early because that's like a thing amongst, I don't know if that's an everybody thing or just a my friend group thing, but the Madronda is what we call it when you get subbed out before they lose a clean sheet. That's our term for it. That's how often it happened to him at SKC all the time when he, I had him in fantasy and it happened in Seattle too. Um, but I'm just having trouble really nailing down a defender. You guys know this. I hate picking up a road defender um yep. unless I know that that team is going to have a shutout so I struggle with Nathan this week um I see the I see the Gubin pick for sure um but yeah I'm I'm, I'm having trouble filling my my back line and based on based on stats which you know MLS fantasy stats hardly ever proves me wrong or proves to be wrong I think picking up some of those um B team LAFC defenders as a bench play and I know we'll get to switchers is is a pretty decent idea Christian, I'm going to help you out a little bit <clears throat> and tell you don't take Hassal, please. I like him. Just like, um, well, you did not see him play. You didn't see him play. <laughs> I haven't seen him play since Kirk has so, been out. You're right. Yeah, Thank you. you I'll switch he, it. He's like a white sieve. Anyway. Okay. Change my mind. Um, What's right now? And I say white because that's the color of the jersey and not making a racial i understand okay um all right so clean sheets um i just marked down it's easier to say who won't keep a clean sheet <laughs> um i i honestly don't see you know and last week i said the same thing i, I don't see any clean sheets here and like six teams got clean sheets and half of them were away teams i think um it's just a crapshoot, guys. It's a crapshoot, especially when you're talking about all the players who are missing and the chem and how that affects the chemistry of a back line. I mean, just pick players who are going to get bonus points, period. Which means, actually, you can get away with picking an away player from a team that you don't think is going to get completely blown out, five to nil. Uh, but pick players that you think are going to get bonus points or that you have a very good idea that they're going to get attacking returns. Um, and that's where I, 
I've actually been living in the last three weeks, maybe, um, because clean sheets have been almost impossible to predict. Um, one or two, sure, but you can only pick three players from a team, which you can pick five, can't. Um, anyway, uh, clean sheets, I'm not even going to go there. I don't think Seattle's going to get a clean sheet, frankly. I don't think, I don't think many are. Uh, but that said, I do have Stefan Fry. Um, I don't know why. I have a big question mark beside him. It's sort of a hedge or bets kind of thing. What if we do release a bad lineup? Okay, sure, I'll take Fry. Um, I also have Madronda on the bench for that very reason. And I also have Madronda on the bench because I think Madronda came to Minnesota and scored a goal last time. He did, yeah. Um, and recency bias aside, he looked really dang good doing it. So I, I'm taking him because I like it. Uh, Malia, I have as the switch. I, that's probably going to change. But uh, Nathan is always a lock in my team until he proves otherwise. Fontas, I am not a Fontas fan. But he did bring it against LAFC, and I got to respect that. I do think that they do have a decent shot at a clean sheet. I mean, it's like not out of the question, but I'm taking him for his bonus point potential. Uh, my kicker, my differential, if you will, is probably not going to be a differential, but Mamadou Mbake Fall is on my team uh, after his brace of headers and whatnot chicanery against your sporting Kansas City, Blaine. Uh, I, you know, Call it point chasing, call it whatever the heck you want. Point chasing is kind of the point of fantasy. So just shut up. All right. That's that's <laughs> my uh that's not my impressed. Case. We are not impressed. You're not impressed. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, I'll start there right there with that one because I was also looking at LAFC uh, because of some of the information from MLS Fantasy Stats. Check that out on Twitter if you have not already for some of those. Uh it's based on XG and uh expected expected goals expected clean sheets all that kind of good stuff so go check that out uh, at MLS fantasy stats uh, i also looked at fall but i i questioned the repeat of that kind of point somebody a bit more consistent mario uh as far as as point production goes for lafc 5.5 still uh pretty pretty good i mean he got nine last time threes threes negative ones i mean LAFC has not been historically this season the best go-to team for clean sheets. So, uh, but that was another player who I was looking at who wasn't looking so much at the explosive two goals, the brace to to get his points, but some more traditional clean sheet defender type things. But yeah, kind of rough. I like what you were talking about with keepers. I'm going to go there next. You were talking about keepers who produce bonus points. If you're looking at the keepers who have produced the most bonus points this season, your top players are Bond from LA and Bono for Toronto, who both generated 23 bonus points over the season. Um, right behind them, you have Stuver and uh, Marinkowski over with uh, Austin and San Jose. And then our number one and number two overall keepers are third with bonus points projection with 21 points total. And that's Yarborough and Willis. So for me, I'm looking at, like you said, that bonus point production. I have Willis on my bench as part of my keeper Roo still plays because I just don't like those those Friday games. Austin, Orlando, uh, Atlanta's missing, sorry, Atlanta 
and in Orlando, Atlanta's missing some pieces and both teams can give up Vancouver, Portland. Like you were saying, goals could be going on both sides. I don't really trust those for clean sheets. I could do a flyer with Colorado that first game on, on Saturday. There's, there's a decent shot there, or at least some bonus points from Yarborough. And then if New York is, is missing what they could be missing. And just to see that lineup come out, I, I could roll night and go with that as maybe kind of under radar. He got the clean sheet last week, came away with 10 points. Um, they've got a lot of their defense still intact there with New England. That that could be a decent shot. And maybe you don't want to go with Colorado. You could still go with Knighton as your bench keeper. I think that that's still early enough for that 7 o'clock game. You have plenty of people afterwards if you want to go with LAFC for the Sunday game, if you want to go with Sporting Kansas City for the last game at 8.30. I mean, you can see at least an hour and a half of that New England game before you have to go with one of your other other players. So you, you can still do it with New England. But I'm looking right now at Yarborough and Knighton as, as my keeper pick. And so I went a little bit off my uh my uh rundown right here but i was just looking at some of those bonus point stats otherwise i love the gootman i I love the bonus points he's producing um rosenberry i think you had mentioned him last week ashley for he's uh, he's got the defender but he's been playing more in the midfield i think that's a good shout Uh, again just with some potential uh, he had a good score last week um other than that i'm not huge on I, i like using the defenders as my switch options for for my other positions because i have had a hard time fit picking the good guys and the clean sheets have been few and far between at times so uh, that's where i like to usually use my two scrubs is that defense to, to give me the flexibility that i want for the rest of my field so yeah. um, i, I want to jump in and say something on what christian said because he's not a fontas fan but the reason why we got some hardcore fontas fans in here is he's getting his bonus points from passing which is really weird for a defender, but it it's the system that they're playing and it's, he's replicating it every week. He's played something like 22 games this year, 21, 22 games. He's only got five games where he did not pick up passing bonus points. No. And it's totally, I mean, with, yeah. with the way the stats are breaking down with the percentage yeah. of completed passes, that is a good stat for yeah. defenders, especially guys in the center. Yeah, and it's working for him. Last week, I mean, they got shelled, and he still ended up with the six, but he got three points from passing. I mean, he completed 114 passes last week. Like, that's yeah, – it's that's insane numbers. And, like, he's got two games where he's gone more than 60 minutes that he hasn't gotten passing bonus points. That's it on the season. Of his other games where he hasn't gotten passing bonus points, it's been around 50 minutes or less. So when he's starting and playing, he's just he's getting you two points for minutes and regularly two points for passing. That's a four point floor right there without including clearances, blocks, anything like that. Like that's why everybody's going to him. I know we talk about him every week and I know Christian said he's not a fan. But I mean, when you're starting to put out your defender's floor is five points. I mean, solid stats. Seven, seven with, yeah, seven with the clean sheet is what you're hoping for with some other guys. Like when you've got a five point floor and you're only going up from there, it's it's insanely hard to get away from a guy like that. You know, I, like I'm pretty sure he's got more of a four or a three point floor, just because you know, like for me, there's there's probably 
at every given given game week, there's there's at least four or five or six guys that can do that. For me, the matchups haven't been. I mean, I'm not a big fan of SKC. Period. That's why I'm not a big Fontas fan. It's not. It's not that I'm like like hating on Fontas. He's a decent defender. He's he's like Barcelona prod, uh, product, isn't he? Yeah. So so yeah, he's he's a great footballer. I'm just saying, like I'm not a fan of him in this league necessarily because it's very difficult to pass. Uh, you know, like string together like three or four consecutive passes. I'm just shocked that his passing stats are that high in this league. It's that's absolutely astronomically unheard of in my it, mind. So. Yeah, it's a system thing, and that's why that's why we're so high on him. That's why it's. I mean. Yeah, realistically, floor uh, four points, five points. Yeah. I mean, you're right in there because it's it's two points for minutes and two points for passing, and he's picking that up all, almost every week. I guess like, the other reason is it depends on where you are and where you're trying to what you're trying to achieve. If you're further down and you want a floor guy, pick Fontas. If you want an attacking return or you want it, you want to go boom bust, don't pick Fontas because he's not going to get you at a 17. You know, like forget well, it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely that. Yeah. And it's when we're when we're sitting here and I know we talk about it a lot, it's like where are clean sheets coming from? Right. We had what half a consensus on Seattle because we're not sure, but they're one of the better options given what the Minnesota lineup looks like. It's not even Seattle, it's how weak is Minnesota gonna look when they come out with whoever's healthy. Like when we're looking at that, sometimes you're just doing damage control and you're going, Okay, I can get a four to a six here pretty easy for no risk other than and not take a two i mean for every two you pick up you need a i seven wouldn't pick or an a defender that was at a floor of two i'm just saying no for sure well I, I think we've got a lot of that covered let's move on to the midfielders and move away from defenders some because i think we've got a lot of good options uh we don't want to go on too long so let's start into the midfielders ashley yeah um, I'm looking at Nico this week. I think Nicola Darrow, I, I think some of it depends on what Seattle puts out um, for starting 11 and what their striker situation looks like. Um, my understanding is the new winger will not be featuring this week, at least. Um, so, you know, Nico can't carry a whole team, but he sure tries. Uh, I, I think he, he's an interesting shout lineup dependent. Um, because I've been so out of the loop these last two weeks, I haven't gotten to see Galb. And so I hate to pick him because it's something I'm literally doing just because everybody else is doing it. Chalk. Um, chalk. It, oh, but it's beyond chalk. It's like brainwash chalk. So I see the staff. I think I should maybe watch some highlights. Um, I understand the pick and I'm not in any way knocking it. I just literally haven't gotten to see him play in any way. Um, I think that that matchup, you know, Portland is on an uptick and I think Vancouver is on a little bit of a slower uptick. So um, Cascadia gets chippy and choppy either way. Um, That's not to say he can't produce. I think that that Portland midfield might take a little away from him. Um, I like a twist to this week. Um, I actually feel like without Vela and Rossi, he is stepping up a little bit more. Um, and he's still taking all of the free kicks and he'll take PKs and he's taking the corners. I think that it's important not to overlook something like that. 
Um, RSL usually has LAFC's number when they come to town, though, and I think that's something to consider. I don't know for sure. What did you call it earlier, Christian? What's your term? Hmm? What? For the team that has the other team's number, what, what do you call it? The bogey team. Yeah, I think RSL tends to be LAFC's bogey team, but I don't know. I don't know how legit that is when this LAFC team is almost completely different than what we, you know, are used mm-hmm. to seeing. Um, and then I have just a whole universe of, of midfielders that I'm just kind of considering between Paz, Rusnak, Keel, and Zella. Um, those are probably going to be lineup dependent for me in the order of which they play. Uh, but I think they're all interesting looks. Um, you know, three of them are road, which I don't love. Cincinnati almost getting a lot stronger, dare I say. Um, I, I understand what just happened, but still. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I think we're all paying attention to where Heel is when he starts. Uh, I agree with Christian that I think he's going to go at least 60 if he starts um, probably a little more. Um, and, you know, is Bo there? Does it, does it matter if it's Buxa or Refine? So, um, those four guys for me, I'm just kind of paying attention to. I know Miami has a kind of a home streak going on, but I could see Zilla coming in there. Barry is playing well with him. I could see him hitting two free kick goals at Miami. Um, so I think all four of those guys are, are worth just taking a look at. Right. Christian, who do you got? Uh, Gold, obviously. Uh, heel, if he plays. Uh, I had. I actually have Zella Rayon yeah. uh, because I just think Miami's terrible. Um, even though they've had a good run, I think they're terrible. Uh, Dahomey or Blanco could slot in if I choose. Double uh, Vancouver, Christian. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, you know what? It worked out for a heck of a lot of people last week. So okay. actually Dahomey outscored. You did. All, all, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mihailovic I have and Atuesta. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Atuesta may be point chasing, uh, but I don't care. Uh, one thing <laughs> to note is that uh, I never really pick a midfielder uh, who is not on any kind of set pieces or penalties. Uh, Blanco may be the exception. I don't know if he's got corners or not. He doesn't. He, yeah. Uh, Blanco may be the exception in this particular lineup, but normally I wouldn't take him, even if he's that explosive. Um, it's it's your set pieces that that matter for midfielders. Blaine. Yeah, I can't believe we've gone through two people and nobody said Moreno for Atlanta. Who is hot on I, him as you are against Orlando? Yeah, I'm not. I, I just – I. I don't know. I hear I mean, you. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just not as yeah. I just like it, it's not a must for me. Yeah, it's surprising with like the all the slashes I'm seeing in the rundown with the well, maybe it's this guy, maybe it's this guy, maybe it's this guy for this position. Like Moreno didn't even make one of those. Like as one of your rotational potentially ends, no. he's the third highest point scorer in fantasy. Not he against Orlando, that. he's not. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't think Orlando's that good. And it's, I don't know. It's just, they, Atlanta was so bad for so long. We didn't look for them for anything. And he had this horrible run. And now Martinez is back. And yeah, he's not double digits every week. He's not averaging a seven. When he's down, he's a five or a six. But he's the first game of the weekend, too. That's the other thing I've got. He's an easy bench 
throw him on there, see what happens, and go with it. At the very least, he's got the potential to pop off for 15 pretty quick. And I just don't trust Orlando if the if the Atlanta guys are healthy and coming into it. It's just I can't believe he didn't get talked about sooner than that. Nope. After that, well, I, he's I, not on set pieces, Blaine. And also, um, yeah. he struggles against good defenses. I mean, that's all there is to it. That's I don't why know that Orlando's a good defense, but sure. but yeah, but no, I mean, it's just that's my um uh. I like Rusnak this week. I don't think LAFC's defense is that strong. I think they're still struggling after they've lost guys. It's a road game, but I like Rusnak in this one. He's been showing up lately. Uh, going back to Mukhtar again, I know it's one of those road game ones, but second highest point scorer. I like this matchup well enough. I think this is one Montreal's been hit or miss on defense lately, and I don't think they're that foolproof team where I would shy away from them right now. Mukhtar's maybe one of my weakest ones. Obviously, Heal, if he's healthy, comes in kind of at my fourth spot for the week. And I think this one's an early enough game that you can slot it in for a bench play. He's a, he's probably a bench play regardless. And then I like Galden Mihailovic to kind of fill that out to see where we go. Um, Gald's just been playing really well. He had a down week a little bit last week. And then Mihailovic has just been scoring off the charts when he does score. And his average is just bumping up. I don't think I've taken him for less than an eight this season. So when you're looking at these, it's just, that is a tough game. He is kind of the last guy I've got on my list. They are playing Nashville. Nashville's been doing okay on the road. I just, I really like the way Mihailovic has played. And if Heel's not there, I'm struggling to find good mids that I like better than a lot of other players. And so he just, he's done well for me all season. I think this is one of those games where he could pick up some points. Even if they take the loss, I think this is one of those where Mon- or Montreal's going to score at least a goal or two on the, at home against a solid Nashville team. And Mihailovic is involved in most of the goals that get scored. Well, I, uh, I will add that I have Moreno playing. <laughs> I, I said up until that point, I knew he was coming. That's true. No, I had Moreno, uh, I will add, as was mentioned in chat, I mean, he got a three against Orlando at the very first game of the year, but he got a 10 against Orlando a few weeks ago. So, I mean, he does have a goal against Orlando. That being said, Atlanta's missing a couple people, so we can we can see how how they how they function. But I still like Moreno. Now, do I like him enough to start him and give him a captain? I don't know about that, but I do agree with Blaine saying that he, he has a good potential bench play, I think, for, for this round. I feel really chalky with with my midfield so some things may change uh but you know sometimes chalk is good and people can produce but but i like moreno i like ladero i like heel i like Mihailovic. all those guys that you you've all mentioned i think are good i've seen people throwing around pause i think that's more because if they're playing against cincinnati than really the quality of toronto i, I don't think that makes him top five for me uh, maybe he's some differential uh, it's the same thing for like Nani and Mukhtar. I think there's just some questions about the road game and what they're going to do and in that form. Um, I like an LAFC option, like you were mentioning, uh, Christian. I think that could be a good, a good pick. They just play so stinking late in the in the round that that it's always kind of rough. Like you're, you're just going to have to go with. with I'm probably going to scrub him. You know, yeah, like, well, you're either going to start him or you're going to have guys on your bench that you're not happy with, and you're just going to fill in an LAFC player for the scrub you have on your field. They're just going to drop them in. That being said, um, 
I, I could see going with someone from from LAFC against Real Salt Lake. I, I don't know if I'd go with Rusnak against that because because I the stats are saying they got a decent shot at at the clean sheet. So um, I'd be okay. I, I like some of these other guys better, especially Heal if he does start against the week in New York City. Um, it could it could be a good time for uh, for fantasy point wise there. But you, I think you all have covered a lot of of the the chalk picks for sure, and a couple of other options that people may may look at. So let's move on to forwards. Uh, Christian, who you got? Oh wait, I forgot. Uh, let's see. I was busy looking at Moreno. <laughs> see, I can change my mind if I want to. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Do you see? Um, I like him because he's one of those very rare bonus point earning strikers yeah. forwards. Um, Arango, I gushed about him too much earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have like 17. Too many slashes. Yeah. Um, Bo, if he starts with with heel, uh, that's probably going to be like chalk. It, and if it's chalk, I may go with it. Uh, I also like Felipe Mora. He is really informed. Uh, and I really think Vancouver's back line is missing a few pieces. Nerwinski is supposed to be back. I'm not sure that he's supposed to be playing though i think he may have lost his spot um uh uh Velicinovich or whatever his name is wait no he's not a he's not a defender is he i was thinking of somebody else anyway ferrera i've got here uh ferrera is a bonus point machine assist machine um i'm not too sure about that that uh matchup because of the bogey team issue i also have uh, pepe uh if he manages to return in time and starts, man, there's going to be a lot of people jumping on him. He's going yeah. to be shocked. Ola Kamara is another popular one. Uh, but the one that intrigues me the most is Barry from, uh, from Columbus. Yep. I really think Columbus is actually going to win that game. And I think they're going to embarrass their opponent. And one of the reasons is because Barry is gaining confidence every single time he steps on the pitch. So, I, I'm excited about that kid too, and I really think that um, he's 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 worth looking at in fantasy. Good picks, good picks. Blank. Yeah, I think Dreusi's one of those guys that we've just we've seen him play a little bit lately. We like him. I think everybody likes him right now. I think he's becoming one of those chalk easy picks to put in there if you've got a weaker defense. And Houston is definitely a weaker defense. And so I think I'm going to, I see a lot of teams taking him already. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm weird on this one right now. I said Moreno, I'm going with Joseph Martinez as well. I think it's time to kind of hop load back up. on. What? I said, load up. If you're going to go yeah, in, go I, in. And, and I, I feel like I've been on the fence a little bit with him. I've taken him a couple of times and he's paid off. I haven't gone full bore like the Atlanta homers have. But I feel like I'm kind of on the cutting edge of getting back into Atlanta, turning it up. I like the way Barco's been playing. I like the way Moreno's playing. They've got some good defenders that get involved in the attack. There's just there's a lot to like in Atlanta for fantasy, as well as just the way they play. And if you catch them right as they start to take fire before everybody else get, realizes that Martinez is back and Atlanta's got the is facilitating like they used to, 
I think you can steal quite a few points from the league right there, but you've got to get in on the cutting edge because as soon as they're back, everybody's going to be on it. And so I just, I feel like it's the time to kind of make that move. I've never been an Atlanta fan. I don't like taking Atlanta players. I just generally hate the team, but I, I just, for fantasy, I want to make champions league. I think this is the week that you got to make that I'm making the move, hoping Atlanta takes advantage of an Orlando team. That's a little bit off. And this is kind of my push to make Champions League right here with these two. Third spot is kind of up in the air. I like Polito for the bonus points. Plus, they're playing Chicago. I think this is one of those where the points can come. But he got a five without a goal or an assist. Again, he's been picking up bonus points. At one point, they had him listed as high as a seven. I guess they point corrected him down a little bit. But I like Polito, but I would definitely switch to Bo if he starts with heel. I think those two together. And on the same in the same thing, uh, Kingdom FC said it. Books has been on fire in World Cup qualifiers. If yeah. Books is back and starts and heel starts, I think you're pretty safe taking whatever New England player starts if heel is starting. And so that's a good third forward option that you have. It is isn't one of those little bit earlier games. I know everything's sandwiched on top of each other on Saturday. You've got about an hour and a half difference between most of the start times in the later games. But you can kind of see how a game's going. If you watch one of those, you'll know if they're threatening to score, if a guy's subbed out early or whatever's going on. So you can make some of those switch options if you want to put a guy like Books on your bench or Bo on your bench. You still have access to all of those 730 games which includes Pepe, Pepe or Ferreira or Driussi, if you're not sold on him as a starter, or Polito or Shallowy, depending on what you see. You've got some time to make swaps and see, oh, 70, 80 minutes of the game before you have to make a switch. And if they haven't scored by then or they've subbed, you know you can easily get away from them. So I like I like New England's matchup on this one, especially if heels there, but kind of Polito's that fall back in the later time slot if I'm not seeing who I like to start. Yeah, I really like that uh, that Books to pick as well. I, I think that would be a, a good go-to. Uh, he's he's definitely been on fire this year and, and a good option. I mean, been, I think he's also one of those players. I know at times you've talked about Blaine of doubling up on Sporting Kansas City. I think you've had times this year where you could have doubled up on, on New England as well. Maybe yeah. really good returns. Books are even available, though. Maybe that's as I know he he got called up for the last one, so I don't know if he'd be. But he plays for yeah. Poland, and that's yeah. Way across I, for this week, right. I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the lineup? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah exactly, a, exactly. That's a yeah, lineup. It's a watch. Uh, yeah, as I said, it's a watch the lineup. If Bo and Heel both start, I love Bo in this situation. If it's not Bo and it's Buxa, I would take that. If neither one of them start, Hungary, stay away. That's our recommendation. I haven't done my annual Bunbury on my team yet. I take him every year. Bunbury is one of my all-time favorite players. Sure. I just love the dude. I met him in Kansas City. Just I love the guy. And he always hits for me in fantasy once, and I just haven't picked my moment to take him yet. So I don't think it's this week. I don't either. (laughs) Yeah, you guys have covered all of the – You never know. You guys have covered all of the options that. that did, did, sorry, actually, that covered you. Last time we did, I, I did. Was, I did this. Well, you know, like I'm not ever here. It's because so. you. You know what? I haven't been here for two weeks. You're not used to having me chime I in, see. and that's fine. And also, I'm not contributing anything new. I like Lucy <laughs> and Kamara. Those were two for me. Two locks. 
Um, and then for me, Polito and Mora are kind of a, a, a flip the switch, which is not helpful because Mora plays early and Polito plays late. Um, but those two slotted in for me as the third striker. And I, I just can't pick between the two of them just yet. But for me, Ola Kamara and Jersey were the first ones I added to my team. Um, and then I think you could you could go down the list of everything else that we've said. We'd go. In my defense, you said you wanted to go last every time. So I did say that earlier. <laughs> I did say you wanted to go last. Uh, I like that you threw in Kamara because that was probably the only player that I would have added to the previous discussion that we've had. He's had uh, good a good recent form. We know what this the New York Red Bulls DC United game has been in the past. So I, I think Kamara would be a good. I don't know if differential is the best option, but if we're going to throw a few of the names out there, it's just potential yeah. considerations. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's another good one to mention. Otherwise, I think you guys have covered everybody. So let's talk captains. Would you like Switcher. to go first, Ashley? I'd like to talk about switchers, and I will go first. Thank you. For me, you can go first. <laughs> I've just thrown the rundown out the window. Apparently, it's it's uh, right here on the monitor, and I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. For me, and I know this isn't going to sit well, and I don't want everyone to go on a tangent about it, but I know you guys will. For me, even if he starts, hear me out. I will probably have Carlos Heal as a switcheroo. I think we are all very excited that he's healthy. I tend, no matter who it is, I know he is the MLS fantasy point producer of the season, hands down. MVP candidate, hands down. I, if if Fuchs is gone and Bo's gone, I want to give him a game before I go all in on him again, just because he's been injured. It's just a practical thing to do. Maybe I'm being too practical in my mindset because going bold is what's really helping more people do better than me this year. And I've been way too practical, but for me, he's a switcheroo and that's just where my mind's at. Um, I also, like I said, I like Felipe more. I think he's in good form. I put him in the same conversation kind of as Yosef, as Blaine said, um, but for me, Yosef is not a starter. He's a put on your bench. If you can't come up with a third striker, I can come up with a third striker. So I don't know that he'll be there for me. Um, and then depending on the lineup, and as, like I said, as Christian's talked about, depending on what Minnesota puts out there, I think that Bill Bruin or Freddie Montero are decent switcheroo striker options this week. Um, I could see one or both of them starting Montero sport against Minnesota in the home opener this season, which feels like eight years ago, but still, um, both of them are in decent form and have been scoring goals lately. Um, so I think with Rui Diaz, most likely not at least starting um, because he should play or have a World Cup qualifier on Thursday. He hasn't been playing, so that might come into effect. Um, but I think that, that Bill Bruin and, and Montero are decent switcheroo shouts for Seattle. Depends on if Rui Diaz catches COVID again. For the third time, can you yeah. even that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Blaine? Yeah, um, I found myself not using the switcheroos as much. I tend to put my three guys on the bench. Like, I do it double game weeks. I've just found that that's working for me a lot better. I don't. I mean, top 100 overall rank with that strategy, I just think you throw two scrub defenders out there and then you look at your last games for – where you can potentially snipe some cheap points. If your bench completely fails you, you grab a couple of defenders like I did last week with Nathan. Last game, who cares? Um, can he do better than a five? And he did. Like I, That's the way I've found that's been working, but you just take your two best bench scores. Um, but I do have some other thoughts this week. Like heel is on the bench for me. 
and I don't, I know some people in chat are saying they can't do it. You just, it's heel. You can't put them on the bench, but they play so early. I mean, we don't, we don't have a ton of time slots, Yeah. but he plays in an early enough time slot that you'll get to see about 70, 80 minutes of that game, which mm-hmm. if he subs, like we expect, you're going to see his full game, his full score by then. You're not going to be potentially leaving a late goal on the field. You can, and if you have any Atlanta players, they should be on your bench from the Friday game. Same yep. with your Vancouver and Timbers players. So really, yep. it's not it's not a waste of a spot because you'll have you should depending on what you roll as a bench. You could see most of your bench before he even plays, and so he might be your one switcheroo or second switcheroo. Yeah, and I mean you get you get forty five minutes of a game. You kind of see what he's doing. You see the start of the second half. Maybe they sub him at halftime just to protect him a little bit. Who knows what it is. You're going to see a lot of lineups and other things coming down after him. I don't like most of that, but you've got, he's just a, it's a solid bench play. And then if you're taking Rusnak, he's in your starting lineup because if your entire bench hits, he's an easy sacrifice mm-hmm. for, for that other one. So that that's kind of what I look at and my thought process. I don't, I don't generally look for, what I'm go- what switches I'm going to make. I put three guys on my bench that I think are going to have good games and I want to take the best two of the three, but I put my weakest three on the bench. So this week it's Gauld, Heal, and Martinez, and I'm looking for a good score. Now, if they all absolutely crush it and hit double digits, Rusnak's coming out for that last game and I've got an easy entry into a third scrub for me. And that's just, that's the way it is. Um, Martinez plays so early, Polito could be that scrub as well. Like it's just, it's kind of depending on where those are. And it's first night. I've got two guys on the bench for that one. Um, I can't put Moreno on the bench. I just can't do it. He scores too much for me to put him on the bench. Christian. Um, I have a, a rule. I don't ever bench a midfielder. So there's your rule. I forgot. I knew that too. Um, actually it's, Black and Red's rule, but I inherited it. Anyway, um, for switches, I've got White. I, you know, like early, early. White would be a good switcheroo if you wanted to see how well Vancouver did. Yep, for uh, sure. Uh, Mora, same thing. They play on Friday. Um, early Saturday games, I've got Yavel, uh, Jesus. Yovelyovich. Yovelyovich, that's how you say it. Uh, he's a former Bundesliga player. Uh, for LA Galaxy stepping in for Chicharito. The guy is pretty dangerous. Um, I like him. Uh, Joseph, I would put on the bench 100% of the time, no matter what. doesn't matter what time he plays, with, you know, what game, what opponent, doesn't matter. He's on the bench um, if I take him. Um, the only mid that I would ever, uh, and it's tonight, and it's in honor of Reed here, is Barrios. And the only reason for that is because Barrios is playing up top for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Like Lewis. Yeah. So he's closer than that. I just can't. Don't do it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One's asking you to. It's okay. You don't have to. Reed, at this um, point, it's just community service. You don't take Barrios, so you don't screw us over. It's a PSA. This is exactly. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Madronda. Uh, also, Antonio Carlos could work out for bonus points. Uh, Araujo could work out for attacking bonus points, if not an attacking return. That's who I have. 
for switches, essentially. And now I want to talk about captains. Blaine. I Ashley told me to double down. I'm going to triple down. It's a Moreno captain this week. Yeah. You're going all in, and I respect that. Yeah, I, I just – third highest point score in the game, one of probably the most lopsided matchups I can see. I like the way Atlanta's playing right now. I don't like what I'm seeing with Orlando. I just – I've got that feeling, and I've been having luck with first-game captains lately, and so I'm just going to keep riding that first-game captain. I hated doing it, but ever since I've started, it's paid off. Mukhtar last week, I can't remember who it was the week before. Um, but yeah, my first game captains have been crushing it for me and I, I'm not going to switch away while it's working. Christian. What? Oh, uh, heel obviously uh, is worth a look, but the plants need to align. Sure. Uh, everybody's high on gold. If, if I see a lot of chalk picks for captain for gold, I might bite. Uh, but, you know, I'm about point chasing this week, and I – oops, shoot, I moved that. That's weird. Uh, uh, Atuesta I've got right now because uh, what the hell? Why not? Ashley. Not that. I legitimately, looking at this, making this team say, I don't have one yet. I, I think I need to sit with it a little longer. I mean, that's not helpful to people listening. If I had a gun to my head of my starters that I currently have, I honestly would probably go Zella. Um, because I think that Columbus is, is starting to click again and inner Miami is bad. I understand the home streak. I understand all of that. They're still bad. Um, so I, I think, I think that that's what I would do. That's not me saying that's what I'm going to do. Um, but at this, at this point of the week, that is probably what I, what I would do. Um, I would consider Nico because he's got to get it together at some point. Um, but again, that's, based on what I currently have making today, those are who I would pick, but I don't know that that's neither of those people are likely to end up with it at the end of the week, but I, th I think they're decent shouts. I can't go Moreno. And again, I can't go Galt because I, I don't know him. I haven't watched at all. All I'm looking at are numbers. So I think it's an understandable shout, especially because it sounds like he kind of just got, he did a lot of things and didn't get a lot of points this last week, but he's been doing things. He's been scoring. He's been being a part of that attack. Um, but Vancouver for Portland for me could go a lot of ways. It could literally be zero zero um, and it could be three, four. So I, I worry about that one for the armband, but on my unhelpful answer right now is everyone and no one. Mm. I'm in the, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm in sort of the same boat as, as Christian. I uh, definitely want to see if heel starts because I, I do like that uh, that option. Uh, looking at Gold as well, and and then maybe Moreno. That that would probably be my my three rounded out right now because I'm like I'm not tripling down on Moreno like Blaine is, but uh, I, I I could definitely see him as a as a decent option. But uh, that's where I'm at. I, I don't know. I'd like to see a little bit more before I really. But those are probably my top three. I, I'm, I'm warming up to Zilla. I don't know. Potentially, he's not in my lineup at this time, but uh, that's when I'll definitely mull over as as the week goes on. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much for everyone uh, who stuck with us this long, and uh, for both this podcast and this season. We're we're almost at the end. It's in the home stretch. Uh, eight more rounds 
left. Uh, so, so yeah, we're, we're getting close and then a little bit of a breather as we sit back and relax, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again tonight. Uh, let's finish up everything with plugs. Blaine. Um, be looking for last word on sports tomorrow. I've been in contact with Matt Pollard and I'm going to be doing a guest article for them. Nice. Uh, first time venturing out away from fantasy in a few years. Uh, I had a, had a bug, had an itch. So Matt's agreed to run that for me. He's given me, I love Matt. Matt's always been there for me and he gave me an open forum. If I ever wanted to publish a one-off, he'd do it for me. And so I guess it's going back to last word on soccer, last word on sports network. And so be on the lookout for that. Very cool. Christian. Um, I'd like to plug the value of not being long-winded. Thank you. (laughs) That's the best plug ever. Um, I would like to thank not just our our Discord community, but um, I I got a lot of messages and stuff on Twitter just from the fantasy community. Um, I I, I don't know how much Reed shared, but I've had some pretty intense health issues the past two weeks um, that I'm on the other side of now. Um, But I appreciated people just kind of reaching out and, and, and asking how I was doing and stuff. And that was just really nice. It takes a lot to get me away from this, uh, except for Sawyer going to the hospital in the middle of the show. Um, and myself <laughs> being in the hospital, uh, for, for the other two. So, um, like I said, you know, I've always enjoyed being a part of this community and being on the podcast. It's been really nice to have people um, just kind of connect more and reach out. And so I really, really appreciated that the, these past two weeks. No, and that is uh, nothing was shared. That's a hundred percent that you are so, but we are very much happy that you are, are back and everyone is, is okay right now. So uh, as for myself, some of the plugs have already been given at the beginning of the show. Uh, check out the discord community, mlsfancyboss.com slash discord. Uh, check out the Patreon community at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MLSFI. Those are two great ways to be involved uh, in the fantasy projects that we have going on. Of course, MLSFantasyBoss.com has, has the weekly articles. Um, apologies for the uh, the rankings, the the uh, predictions, the, uh, the percentages on the copy-paste got messed up, so they were all the same. My bad. I'll fix that for, for next week. But uh, we have the player ranking, the, the team power rankings coming out, ELO-based, of course, because that gets rid of my bias. And uh, yeah, of course, thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast, who watches the podcast, and uh, for Christian for joining us today on the podcast and all the work that he and others do on the Discord community. So give them a big hats off if you see them on the channel anytime that you're there. Uh, But of course, as always, good luck. Mm